welcome back, listeners, to How It's Played. My name's Eli Soglin. Joining me t- along today is... Tyler Wheatley. And Brad Killian. Awesome. Now, today we're going to be discussing the new Razer Phone 2 and mobile gaming in general. Razer, in the past, has been known to make keyboards, mice, anything that has a lot of lights attached to it. You know, your <laughs> typical PC thing. But recently, they went into the smartphone business, and they actually came out with a second phone, which is a little bit weird because the first phone sort of flew under the radar for me personally, but now they came out with a second. What are your guys' uh, impressions on Razer so far? It was last year that they came out with the first Razer phone, right? Yeah. Yeah, I remember watching a few videos from like about the phone, and I remember thinking I was super into it because, uh, number one, if... It was getting to the point last year where it felt like phones were becoming very similar. So it was basically like you were choosing between iPhone and then just like Android phones that mostly looked the same and served the same basic functions. But with the Razer phone that was skewing more towards gaming, I was like, okay, the mobile market's finally like expanding, you know? And I was I was definitely very interested in it. If only if only if it, if only it was a better phone. Yeah. yeah, um I don't yeah, like I said the first phone kind of flew under the radar for me too, like you said. Um but it did get a lot of hype throughout mm-hmm. the gaming community like it was it was freaking huge when it first got announced. It was everywhere. I know it was like it was one of the top search things along with like the new iPhone at the time and the new Samsung phone. Yeah. So and along with like the Nintendo Switch and of as we all know the Nintendo Switch did super amazing. So um but now that the second phone has come out and I'm definitely due for a phone upgrade, I'm seriously considering it because, like you said, a lot of phones are becoming the exact same. It's mm-hmm. either iPhone or Samsung or, like, a knockoff of the same Android OS. Um, I've been with Samsung for a long time, but Razer has the same OS style. So yeah. I've been seriously yeah. considering it. Like, I love the specs of this phone. Yeah, I remember one of the the two big like standout features of the Razer phone last year was the 120 uh, hertz refresh rate for the phone that made it just it, it felt like it just buttery smooth. It was great. Oh yeah. And um, the speakers that were like yeah. just two honking, just massive speakers on the front that made you know anything sound amazing. And that was one of the key things I. I found a lot of people saying with the Razer phone last year, which was a lot of these features that were intended to, you know, increase your gaming experience on the phone were things that just in general made, you know, et, like phone use better. In ge- it just made like for a better phone experience. Yeah, Agreed. definitely. I think their major selling point for their Razer phones is the refresh rate, honestly, because, mm. I mean, they didn't do any significant upgrades with the display or anything really major for the second phone. It was mainly like the brightness of the screen and speakers, mm-hmm. which they said were 50% louder this time around. It's also water resistant now. I think it's like, what do I have here? It's IP67 now, which looking at the speakers on that phone, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Because a lot of holes, a lot of nooks and crannies. Yes, very difficult on speakers that size. Mm. I agree. I think the speakers are definitely a huge selling point for me. I'm a big YouTube watcher. I'm on my phone a lot just to watch YouTube. And I 
greatly enjoy a better sound quality. And the 120 hertz refresh rate is going to make any game you're watching look great, let alone anything you want to play on the phone. I'm not a huge mobile phone gamer, Mm -hmm. but that might be because my phone specs haven't drawn me towards that. This might be the phone that definitely turns me, that wants me, that I'm going to be playing more in that aspect when I can't be at my console all the time. It definitely doesn't help also that the mobile market for the longest time, for lack of a better word, was kind of shit. Like, a lot of freemium, just garbage, a lot of predatory business practices. And it, it seems like, even though when it was announced and released and it was kind of made fun of, the whole PUBG and Fortnite moving to mobile, I think that started to legitimize the platform because it, it put to the forefront two sort of quality games, PUBG maybe less so, but you know, better than a lot of the stuff that was already out there. And I think that really made the developer made developers look at the mobile market and see like, okay, there is still like potential here for quality games. Agreed. So I'm definitely looking forward to a future where quality games on a mobile market is not an exception, but it's like the standard. Agreed. I find it a little bit weird how the Razer phone this time around hasn't still like conformed to like other smartphones out in the industry because you know the iPhones have the notch and like even Samsung's now I think might yep. go oh, for that. a little bit I know they're uh, like normal like phones written, disregarding the active goes that route yeah like not only that but like the Razer phone doesn't have a fingerprint sensor it doesn't have mm. you know face ID or anything like that so it, it is a little bit weird are you sure it doesn't have face ID I thought it did I might be thinking of a different phone. Screw it. If it doesn't, that's fine with me. I've never used the Face ID. Uh, my face looks the same every day because I don't have to apply makeup, so thank yeah. God I don't have to worry about, like, well, do I need to put on makeup or not to unlock my phone? Or is it still going to recognize me no matter what? Um, face ID doesn't bother me. If it's more secure, it's more secure. Like, well, you know, whatever. I've used the fingerprint one. I like pattern unlocks anyway so if they're still going to offer obviously normal unlocking functions where i can still mm-hmm. safeguard my phone that's fine with me i'm i'm okay if they decide to get rid of that definitely i also i i love and hate that they change from sort of like a matte sort of back from the og phone to a more like glass back because with the glass back on this new razor phone it allows for wireless charging which yeah. while i don't utilize as much as i wish i did I love wireless charging, where you can just put your phone on the pad, set it and forget it, and it'll be charged next time you pick it up. Oh, it's so amazing. But I love Matt. I love I love that it doesn't leave, like, finger marks. I love that it's, like, it keeps the phone looking pretty, and it's like, come on. I'm way too much of a clean freak with my glass. It's yeah. going to bother me. <laughs> yeah, for me, I do like the wireless charging. Mm-hmm. The weird the weird turnoff for me when it comes to the Razer phone is actually just the the body to um, screen ratio granted I know it's for I know it's for the speakers but I previously had an iPhone SE which is not a good ratio honestly it had a lot of just white space not being used on the front so that's why I bought into mm-hmm. the iPhone X is because its screen is practically the entire phone size yeah so like the razor phone like I could see it being as a, like a trade-off for people who don't really necessarily care about screen size so much rather than like other experiences which is a little bit weird i would say the screen size isn't like the it's not the biggest turnoff for me 
Like it's still it's still going to be a decent sized screen. Smartphones nowadays are just a little bit bigger than they used to be. They're basically tablets. Yeah. At this point. So like as long as I can still reasonably fit it in my pocket, I wear skinny jeans mm-hmm. and I need that to happen. So like it can't be crazy. Honestly, the more room that they gave for the speakers and the quality that they put into the speakers shows that like okay we're not going to have a phone that's huge that has the biggest screen possible but you're going to get the best quality sound out of it i'm okay with that i'm okay with the screen that doesn't take up the whole phone mm-hmm. yeah do you do you guys think um so the cost for this phone is eight hundred dollars um we now know that the iphone xs is a thousand and the xs max is a thousand one hundred dollars, and the Pixel is how much? Like seven hundred? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, so like, is it really? I thought it was higher. Mm, I think it's around that. Hmm. But like, interesting. Anyways, do you guys think this is a good price set for the Razer phone compared to the other smartphones on the market right now? I, I think th- it's pretty reasonable. I think it's definitely interesting because the way that we've come to compare phones nowadays is. Usually the performance is pretty, like, the same for any phone you get. Um, the the main comparison for most phones is camera quality. And I definitely feel like Razer isn't trying to go for that market. Because even, especially with the OG phone, the camera was kind of mediocre. It was actually pretty, like, very mediocre. And even with the Razer 2, it's improved, but it's still it's still not a Pixel. It's still not... A Galaxy, it's still not an iPhone, but their their trade off is the the significant increase in performance. So I'm wondering if they can carve a niche audience for themselves where people that don't necessarily care about taking pictures as much, more as having a phone that is much more powerful and can do more things like more often. I think that's what they're going for already, though. I mean, Razer's already a gaming hardware company. Mm -hmm. They're already targeting the gaming market, whether that be mobile gaming, console gaming, PC gaming. It's targeted towards gamers. Mm -hmm. Uh, Last I checked, most gamers aren't taking selfies every five minutes. They're not social media queens. They're, They're more there for the gaming and the performance aspect. So I think this phone does target that audience very well to where they didn't have to focus on camera quality. Like you said, they focus on performance and that's already their target audience. They know who looks at this company and if they're going to consider this phone. So I think, I think they took it the right step. Is it reasonably priced? I believe it's right around the right area. It mm-hmm. could honestly be higher with how well that this phone performs. iPhone's already outrageously marked, and that's just because you're paying for the brand, and it's not going to compete with this phone in in the specs besides the camera. Samsung, although it performs very well, uh, it's still a li- like the S9's it cheaper than this phone, so reasonable. Yeah, honestly, they could charge more if they wanted to. It's I- Razer. I don't think I I don't necessarily agree that I think they could charge more. I think going back to how Razer isn't so focused on the camera, I think that's what I'll, I think that is the main deal breaker for a lot of like uh, smartphone consumers. Yeah. And so if they see a Razer phone at even nine hundred dollars, and they see it has a pretty mediocre camera, they're not going to buy it. I think they definitely hit the sweet spot where. The seven hundred to eight hundred dollar range, I think, is perfect for Razer at this moment. But I would like to see a couple years from now, where maybe if this if this trend of gaming phones continues, that maybe you can justify the higher price, and people 
maybe don't care about the camera, but they see the performance and they're like, yeah, I'm okay with spending more for the performance. I don't think that's the climate of the market now, but I think it very well could be in a few years. Yeah. I don't I just, I feel like for this company, they know their market mm-hmm. and this, our generation is very social media focused. So I can mm-hmm. see a huge focus on the camera. People do want to post those things and their experiences. Definitely. So like it's, it needs to be a big focus. Uh, if they improve their camera, they improve their camera. If it stays uh, not the best, but not the worst, I can still see them doing fine considering they're focusing on the gaming market, not social media. Mm-hmm. Sure. Since you guys um, talk about how it's focusing on the gaming market, do you think that um, for consumers who already own like a console and a PC for gaming, do you think that they would buy into the Razer phone? Or do you think it's for people who are maybe not quite that serious into gaming? Or do you think it's a weird mix? I think if you're not a Nintendo Switch user and you do enjoy gaming on the go or at least want that aspect in your life... If you're out and about all day and still want to play games, then yes, this phone's for you. But if you own a Nintendo Switch, you can do that. And Nintendo is already becoming that cross-platform uh, company, and they're integrating all these games that we want to see. So I think Razer has to really fight for that, even though this is a phone and Nintendo Switch is obviously just a mobile console or a console in general. Mm-hmm. I think that's what they're going to have to really fight for, is like, you have a phone, so you can do more than a Switch, and we're going to integrate these games. Mobile gaming, just as you said, needs to get bigger mm-hmm. for this to really take off. But I think as someone who avidly games, this is a phone that you can seriously consider. Yeah, this definitely feels like this would be the entry level into the gaming ecosystem for most people because it's t- the Razer phone would be overtaking a ubiquitous part of your uh, of your life, that being your phone, and skewing more towards gaming can introduce you into the ecosystem. For people that may not necessarily have a box at home that is just dedicated to gaming. So I think that'll definitely be uh, the, the market that finds the most use out of this phone. People that aren't necessarily comfortable with jumping into a whole new ecosystem of gaming and don't want to spend big money on a dedicated box that does one thing that being play games and maybe want a device that can still play games well but also isn't a huge departure from their lifestyle as is i find it really interesting how the razor phone like granted its specs are really good but the difference between you know phones and consoles are it's still pretty great mm-hmm. like it's pr- a pretty good gap yet we have games like fortnite and pubg that are getting ported over to mobile phones which throws me off so much it's such a weird new thing that's being introduced into it but i can't see any big games coming up soon that will be ported over to mobile phones so that makes me a little bit nervous for the industry overall especially with razor and like them investing a lot of money into this because what games are they going to do besides just fortnite and pubg it doesn't really make sense I think uh, if this is going to start setting a standard for phone performance, because clearly there's other phones that aren't keeping up with like this screen display, uh, there's a lot of phones that have the same like memory, the same RAM. They're having the Samsung has like damn near, if not the exact same processor. So, in that aspect, they're pretty on par with that. 
but if this is going to be like screen resolution and even the cooling system that they want to integrate into this, then I think that mobile gaming will blow up and we will start seeing more of these quote-unquote real games being ported over to gaming. Mm -hmm. If Fortnite already and PUBG already made that jump, and those are like two of the biggest, most talked about games, at least of 2018, if they made that jump, I think there's going to be a lot of companies that are seriously going to consider jumping over, seeing how big that is and how big they can become with that jump as well, especially with a phone like this. Definitely. For the longest time, it was like I couldn't think of a type of game that would work well on a phone besides racing game racing games and more like tactical games maybe like a like uh, clash or something yeah like like clash royale or even like even card games like hearthstone yeah um but now i think with phone performances like with phone performance on the rise i definitely think we could see a lot more action style games and I'm i'm definitely looking forward to it like honestly i love to see the industry grow I, I remember originally when the app store sort of opened up and we had nothing but paper toss and like oh, this yeah. weird little slide mini game in which you're like writing down this like water slide and trying to collect little coins on like my iPod. But like now we got like all these fancy games and like where's it going to go now? Like I, I'm a little bit nervous because I feel like a lot of developers might go the easy route and they're like, oh, this game works on here and here. But like it's feels like it's not utilizing console hardware because like for me like when I think about Fortnite I'm like I can just play this on you know my phone why am I playing it on PC or something like that and it I feel like it might boil it down to the controls because you know PC mm-hmm. mouse a lot easier than just using touch controls honestly but definitely oh yeah I think yeah I see where you're coming from with that I mean playing games on a phone is not the easiest task Razer did think of that, and they made a controller that you can buy, not for a cheap price. It is $150. So if you do want to seriously consider, like, I guess playing Fortnite and PUBG, those would be the biggest ones I would think of on your phone, buy the controller. Um, But then you damn near have a Switch. So now you just have a Switch you can make phone calls on and check Instagram. Um, With that aspect, yes, I don't think it's going to completely, like, take over, and I don't think being able to game this well on a phone would ever pull me away from wanting to play on a PC or a console. I don't think I would ever like sit down at home and be like, well, I could play Fortnite on my phone or I can play it on my PC where all of my hardware is better than this right. and everything's going to run smooth. And it's just, it's a totally different experience. I, I've played a lot of games on PC, just PC and just console. And just the experience between just those is different just because it's a different it's a different environment with those gamers with just PC versus just console. I think if you're having an environment with just mobile users, you're going to obviously see a difference between just mobile users to just console to just PC. You're going to want those different experiences. Right. And for the longest time, it was like a game on a mobile device had to incorporate essentially toilet time into their gameplay, which was like, can you play a session of this game in the same amount of time it takes you to sit down and use the toilet. <laughs> yeah. Which is like, that is when most people are gaming on their phone. But with, once again, the the rise of PUBG and Fortnite on mobile, it, it will be interesting to see games that maybe can push you into sessions that are longer than five to ten minutes. And you could, 
it might not be uncommon to see a lot of people sitting on benches with their phones out playing games. Yeah. I, I do find it um, a little bit interesting and sort of contradictory to that because if you think about how well the DS sold and the 3DS sold, uh, for consumer, well, I mean, 3DS had a rough start, granted, but like it picked up steam pretty easily later on. But like they've sold a lot of you know handheld systems, and if you go, they're especially popular with like Japan and like Asia because like literally there are cafes in Japan that are dedicated to like specific games. Like there's a Monster Hunter cafe that I really want to yeah. go to. Same here, dude. And it's like Monster Hunter. An average like session would take about thirty minutes at least, if not more. Oh yeah, and it is an interesting game, and I do think that people do have the like attention span for it. It's just I think people have to build up to it because a lot of casual casual players might only do it for like a couple minutes without getting overwhelmed. Well, I do think yeah. with the comparison to the DS and the Nintendo Switch, like those two devices are specifically gaming boxes. You buy them to play games with. The the Razer phone and even some of these other gaming phones like the Asus ROG phone, you're buying these as a phone that can also play games really well. Yeah. So that that's why I think where we're at with that. I think it's definitely going to focus on the people that do already consider or do already play games in their spare time. Mm -hmm. Like, this will be for people who are super bored at work and now they can play games on their phone and it looks good and plays well rather than, like, well, I I mean, right now I can sit on social media and kill some time or I can sit down and play. How long does it realistically take you to play a Fortnite game? You can die in 30 seconds or you can make it to the end and it takes you maybe 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. So... I think in that aspect, it will seriously take off for anyone, even if you didn't enjoy, like, the DS, that yeah. whole genre of gaming. Yeah. I also think just, like, the way you can the way you can play games on a phone factors into it as well. Like, with a PC, you are sitting upright, both hands forward on keyboard and mouse, and you can't really, like, you can't really game on a PC on a couch or anything like that without it feeling super awkward. With a console, you get more sort of leniency where you can, you know, recline back with your controller and play. With the phone, you could even, like, straight up lie down and just have your phone, like, you know, in the air above you or just, like, a multitude of comfortable positions. And I think that's where mobile gaming will find its uh, its greatest draw with the casual audience with that you're not really confined to any one sort of position to play on mobile. You can be doing pretty much whatever you want, and you can just have your phone in front of you to play games. Interesting enough, I remember when Nintendo announced that they were going to make mobile games for smartphones and stuff, they said that they wanted to make the games for, like, you can literally play with them with one hand because you can play Super Mario Run with one hand. You could do it with, like, you know, Animal Crossing and... They're now coming out with a Mario Kart for smartphones, which... Are they really? Yeah, they're, yeah. it's in development, and I feel like they're just... I feel like they're hurting their own brand by doing that a little bit, because, I mean, the the Switch is already mobile, so by giving out their IPs just like that, people don't have to buy their consoles to play the games. Granted, they're much more slimmed down, but it's still Mario. It's a, You can take it both ways. Like, it would, in this aspect... This could hurt 
and it could it, it could hinder and it could help. You're giving them the ability to go out and roam, you know, do your own thing, and you can still make calls and get on social media and watch YouTube and do all these things. So it's a little different in the aspect of everyone has a phone, not everyone has a Switch, not everyone has a DS. Right. They're not going out it that way. The mobile gaming market, I think, is only going to get bigger. It's already way bigger than a lot of people realize, and we can thank Clash and Clash Royale for that. Supercell, mm-hmm. in general, yep. the company, has exploded the gaming market. Supercell, as much as I hate them, King. Um, yeah. Honestly. And I could definitely see Nintendo many years from now going the way of Sega where they give up hardware manufacturing and just focus on games um, but I don't think I would necessarily say that would be a bad thing because Nintendo makes great games they don't always make great hardware and I I wouldn't mind seeing them develop develop put all the resources into just making quality games that you can pick up anywhere yeah, like I Sega. think I think this will only expand it. To be honest, like if you can play a game on several different platforms, then you have that comfortability to go wherever you want and play it however you want now. Mm-hmm. Where, like you're saying, Mario, there's 73 versions of Mario that you can play all the time in different aspects, and then you can play on several different systems. I think this will just kind of add to that. If they want to jump into the mobile gaming market, Mm -hmm. I think it's only going to help them, especially if you're able, if mobile gaming takes off and Razer and Asus really start pushing that market with gaming phones and then it actually takes off, I think it's only going to help them. It'll be really hard to justify buying a Switch come a couple years when it's like phones can do as much as the switch can do and more yeah so you know we'll just have to wait and see do you think it'll eventually reach xbox and playstation then because i mean how how will they react because i know they focus nothing on nothing but power and performance so these phones obviously are pretty powerful you know like they have pretty darn cool good cooling systems and their processors along with developers making games that are already suited for mobile platforms, I feel like it's maybe pushing them to the side a bit, and I don't know how they're going to react because, I, like you were saying, I think a lot of people are underestimating this market because no one ever really wants to talk about it. Yeah, I think I don't think it'll ever catch up to console in the aspect of they're just different worlds of gaming. I sit down and play a console like you said you can you can lounge and play a console you can sit up and play a pc they're just different experiences mm-hmm. i think a mobile gaming platform isn't going to be for everybody there's a lot of people that just get a phone just so they can use social media or just so they can text and call as much as people don't call anymore which is weird um they they get a phone for those specific purposes i don't think gaming's ever going to be as focused upon as a console obviously is i mean you're not going to buy a console just to watch netflix like that's not why people buy consoles but you will buy a phone just so you can text and call even if it has great specs people may not always look look towards the gaming phones there's always just going to be a difference in that i'm I'm not always just going to look at a phone so i can game with it i need to look at it so i can get into touch with people and contact them texting and calling them and get on social media 
and I can also now game. I can do that better. Whereas a console, I'm going to sit down and be comfortable doing that and just have better... It's better specs. It's a better experience than just gaming on a phone. You have that comfortability of a controller or a keyboard or mouse that you can sit and do all those things with, and it's more comfortable and I think smoother to play a game than having a touchscreen that you hope reads everything as well as you want it to and the input is as well as you want it to be. I think the best comparison I could think of when deciding if mobile gaming would kill console gaming is that comparing watching movies in a theater compared to at home where it's like you can watch a movie at your house and it's technically the same thing and you could even like you can whip out your phone you can do other stuff while the movie's playing but watching a movie in a theater with the surround sound the big screen the atmosphere it's just like you can't replicate that experience at home and i think that until we get to the point where you can have your phone uh uh, you can dock it in front of your TV and emulate the console experience or something like that. I don't think we're going to have uh, – I don't think mobile is going to be replacing console anytime soon. It's just two different markets essentially. Yeah. Are you suggesting the Switch phone? <laughs> I, I think oh, the man. Switch is a precursor to what phones will be able to do much later down the line. Yeah, I think it's going to take a long time to even remotely consider that point of they're catching up or they're here mm -hmm. to the same as consoles. I think a phone, this this phone and the Asus phone are getting closer to what a Switch can do and the aspects of the mobility of gaming and having the possibility of a lot of these big companies reaching out to the mobile gaming market and being able to play these big titles on your phone. The big problem that I always run into that I'll bring up now is the battery. Mm, Your yeah. These big titles and these big graphics and all these specs are going to drain your phone battery. I don't know about you, but walking around with a mobile battery, charging my phone while I play it, or always having to be really close to an outlet to charge my phone is always going to deter me from heavy gaming on a phone. Mobile gaming will always have its niche of people that want that comfortability and that traveling aspect, but your battery is going to die really fast if you play Fortnite for like two hours. You're not going to have a phone anymore. <laughs> and I think that is a really big issue, especially when people use their phone for practically everything. You know, like you said, calling, texting, you know, etc. So like, gaming, if you're not able to call someone after you do a long span of gaming and something happens to you, and your phone's dead. The, uh, granted, there, a lot of people have other phones, but like you don't want to just walk up to someone and say, "Hey, my phone died. I was playing Fortnite for yeah, how many hours, yeah. and now, hey, can I borrow your phone to make a call?" Yeah, yeah. like yeah. The, you don't do that. You don't ask to, to borrow anyone's phone anymore. Like that's you're just like, oh, everybody has a phone, but I have my own phone. Mm -hmm. But like, how many times have you been sitting there and you're like, "Oh crap, I gotta charge my phone" because I was on YouTube or social media for too long, and then like if you can't immediately charge your phone. You just like don't use it to save it now, but then it's like if mobile gaming's getting to that point where it's so big that you're always gaming, are people just gonna ignore that their phone's dying? And then when it's dead, it's like, well, yeah. hopefully I have a second phone. Are you gonna have a gaming phone and a regular phone now? Is that gonna the, happen? The the idea of consolidating your devices all into one thing sounds appealing at first, but then when you think of the practicality of that, where it's like. Do you want to interrupt your game to answer your mo your mom for the fifth time? Do you want to, <laughs> you know, 
you know, it's just like, I don't think there will ever be the all-in-one device necessarily, but I could see, I don't know, I, I could see phones, hmm, I don't think phone gaming will replace regular gaming anytime soon. No. For me back then, um, what I used to do, <laughs> I'm glad I don't do it anymore, but um, I used to have a, a decent, you know, touchscreen phone, mm-hmm. and what I would also have was an iPod Touch that had all my games and all my music there on it. There you go. So, oh, like, back I would, in the day. I would duel it, you know, like, oh, yeah. one was specifically made for calls and texts, and, like, the other one was like, all right, now it's time for just hanging out, listening to some good music, and now, oh, like... Yeah. I feel like I might eventually go back to that if mobile phones get that good. But, like, I mean, I still have a 3DS, and I have my Switch. So, like, mm-hmm. it, it is a very, like, close-knit market. It's really weird for the people who don't have a mobile console, but also for the people who want to game that don't already have a decently good phone. Because, I mean, iPhone X has a pretty darn good processor, and it, it does AR video or AR stuff pretty darn well yeah yeah and like it i do find it difficult for razor to sort of push their phone to the market now compared to like if they did it maybe like even iphone 7 iphone 6 if they brought out the razor phone then i feel like they could have made a better um a bigger impact than it would be today because there's a ton of phones out now we got the galaxy series we got the pixel we got, you know, Razer, we got iPhone. We, there's just tons of phones. Mm-hmm. And it's constant. It's a constant stream of phones. And there's just too many for everyone. Yeah. I think that they have a lot of competing to do. Uh, they're just going to have to definitely market themselves towards a different niche audience. It's not going to be towards your regular phone users anymore, you know. It's just, they like you're saying, there's, there's a lot of phones to pick from. And not everybody's looking at, well, can I game on a phone? It has gotten as big as the... I see it all the time. Samsung has a commercial now of a kid playing Fortnite on his phone, and he has, like, this daydream where he gets so popular that there's, like, there's a national, like, U.S. mobile gaming team that Ninja is on, and they're playing Fortnite together. Like, it it just, it, like, builds up, like, he plays with Travis Scott, and then he gets called up to, like, the national team. Like, it's this big thing. Mm-hmm. Clearly, it's big enough for Samsung to play off of, but I don't think it'll ever get that crazy. If it ever gets back to the two-device thing, it's going to be too much. Because then it's like, now I have a phone for gaming and a phone for calling. Well, that's why I want my phone, is to make all those things. Back in the day, they didn't have the phone specs that could do all of that all-in-one, where I could hold all of my music, all of my games, text who I wanted, and I couldn't have all of that in one. They didn't have those specs. If they would have come out with it and had this, this kind of technology in the phone around the iPhone 7 back in the day, I think phones would be more advanced now than what they are now if they had that technology back then. Phones have come a long way in a very short period of time. So I don't know even I don't even know if it's realistic for Razer to be back that far to consider making a phone like this or very, very similar that long ago. Yeah, um talking about like how um Samsung even partnered with Ninja and stuff. You, if you looked at like you know cell phone providers and stuff, they even were offering like the Galaxy skin when you ever whenever you bought the Galaxy yep S nine S nine yeah yeah that's a new one and like you know so many V bucks and I just find that so weird that people actually like am like are actually embracing that and are like yes we actually want this 
that is like it's crazy that that's like the deal breaker for or like the deal maker for a lot of people whereas it's like yeah i was gonna get the iphone but man i need those v bucks yeah i get v bucks (laughs) a galaxy skin and buy a phone that ninja sponsored at one point like (laughs) yeah it's just so weird now that like fortnite and like pubg granted like their lifespan is very very short compared to like the rest of gaming history but like they have made such a huge impact i i'm surprised i'm still talking about the games today honestly i thought they would die sooner yeah it's crazy it's blown up way beyond what anyone thought it was going to like screw twitch 2018 being clickbait and youtube being clickbait it's just fortnite now i feel like we've moved on from clickbait we've just gone straight to fortnite Mm -hmm. all the time it's battle royale craziness now it's so it's so weird to look at other games that were like these massive phenomenons like league of legends even like world of warcraft i think world of warcraft is probably the closest comparison you could have that of a game that had such a cultural impact but it's so crazy to see just like every everyone knows what fortnite is and that's like insane yeah it's like you could argue like back in the days of world of warcraft not when it was at its peak around like 2000 Five two thousand six, like not everyone would know necessarily what World of Warcraft is, but it's like I don't think there are many people out there right now that don't know what Fortnite is that don't live in like Madagascar or something like that. <laughs> yeah, straight mountains or like middle yeah. of nowhere. They have to be very isolated. You have to actively try to not know what Fortnite is. Yeah, definitely. I think another reason why they're so popular is just the free-to-play aspect mm-hmm. of all mobile games because you know console games 60 bucks you have to really yeah. purchase it digs it. deep every time uh, yeah but like Fortnite, you know like the big games that everyone's playing now they're free yeah yep. like it is an intimidating thing if i was like nintendo or sony right now i'd be freaking out because like those games the reason why they're making money is in-game purchases mm-hmm. definitely and like it's working oddly enough i mean it's it's like that little rush of things when people buy like little stuff. It's literally that just hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people just doing that all the time. So it is a good revenue stream. It's just really weird and something that yeah. console manufacturers have never thought about before. Yeah, it's it's just something that they need to start considering, though. Mobile gaming's taking off way more than I think a lot of people would like to admit. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure it worries Sony and Microsoft, to say the least, and Nintendo. Like you're saying, these free-to-play games, they're just as easy to port over. As much as we like spending $60 on games for PCs and consoles, favorite. You, you will not see yourself paying $60 for a game on your phone. I don't. No. I don't no. think I would do it. No. The most right now, you'd be like, "Oh, five bucks for a game? Oh, that's crazy. I won't do that." If it's free to play, though, you download it in a heartbeat, and if you don't like it, you throw it away. But if you pay sixty dollars for a game on your phone, it better be the best damn thing you've ever played in your life. The most I've seen for a game on mobile, I think it was Knights of the Old Republic. Um, I think it was the first one, and it was like ten dollars yeah. on the on the Play Store. And, like, that is probably the most I'd be willing to spend on a game. That game in particular, because I, I have it on PC already, and I know it's a phenomenal game. And so it's like, I don't think any other game would get me to spend as much as that. But, yeah. If it comes to that where you're, like, you're spending 60 bucks here, 60 bucks there, on all of your platforms, mm-hmm. the gaming companies have won, first off, because they can get you to buy anything, no matter what. You'll throw your debit card at them and just take all of my money. Shut up and take my money. Like, it's all Futurama memes. They're all coming back. Um, if mobile gaming 
can stay capped on that free market though it's always going to stay big because people always make in-game purchases overwatch huge you can play it's super cheap those in-game crates everybody wants everybody wants cosmetics rocket league csgo overwatch fortnite PUBG. everybody wants cosmetics they want to look a little bit different than the other guy they're playing with I, it, it is really unique. I do like the cosmetics, honestly. So I can't it, it's argue It's just pleasing it. to your eyes. That's what you want something great to look at. Because if you play it all the time, mm-hmm. you want something fun to look at or something right. that's cool. You're like, oh, I have this and they don't. Or this was out right now and I got it and they didn't get it. Or this is super unique and I play with it and not a lot of people do. It's something that you love looking at and it's something that mobile gaming will keep capping on. And it's something that battle royales, especially free ones, are going to keep capping on. I mean... Every time I like play Fortnite, I always see like a John Wick, and I like start freaking out because I I know how hard it is to find those characters and stuff. Like, if you see something really unique, you're like, I sort of want to have that because, a, you know the person sp- spent a lot of money on it, or b, it took a lot of effort to get that. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it it's like a whole status symbol within a game. It really is. It started getting that big. There's people in CS:GO if they have Dragon Lords, they either have great crate luck or they've been playing forever and mm-hmm. finally got one. If you played Fortnite and you saw a John Wick, you know if you started shooting at them, they're building a five-star hotel with Wi-Fi, and they'll beat you in any <laughs> face-to-face gun match. Like, it's the same thing. Overwatch, if you see some crazy stuff, you know they have immediate great crate luck, but they've put a lot of time into the game to get those crates. Yeah. Same with Rocket League. Definitely. That's how you get your crates. You have to put all that time into it. A lot of those games do that. Fortnite's the one that you can just buy everything, but if you really want to get it and you're like, oh, I grinded for this, I didn't pay for it, or I eventually had to pay for it, but I spent a lot of time getting it, like, it's those things, it's those little rewards, those little in-game purchases that'll keep mobile gaming going. Mm-hmm. Well, I believe that's all we have for today, guys. Uh, joining me today was... Tyler Wheatley. And Brad Killian. Awesome. Make sure to check us out at ByteBSU.com along with Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, all those friendly social media feeds. Signing off today, this has been Eli Silkland, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye.